What up, what up, what up? What's hey, going on, America? Hey. We got a full house today. First of all, I want to address uh, last week it was widespread and wide known that Apple Podcast had this huge, like, they were down for like two and a half days last week. Um, and even still today on Omni, <coughs> on Omni, where uh, we, you know, push all our stuff out, it still says, you know, widespread issues throughout Apple Podcast. So if you're seeing this podcast and you did not see the one from Wednesday, you should go back and listen to that one because it was a really oh, yeah. good one. Um, anyway, so in fun news, so I think what we're going to start doing is fun. we're going to start doing fun news. Yeah. And fun news may mean to me differently than what it means <laughs> to other people. Uh, so let's start it off with the number two trending thing on uh, Twitter right now at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It is Lesbian Visibility Day. Mm. Ooh, visibility Day? Yes. Nice. To, to, to see lesbians. <laughs> Look at them. Yeah. Is this like a homing beacon? How do we find these? It could be for How do we find lesbians? these lesbians? I mean, I'm not going to fight too hard against this day. <laughs> <laughs> do they have do they, do they have a different, a different heat signature <laughs> that we're able to see this? How, how does this how does this work? Um Lesbian visibility. Day. For sports fans, Julio Jones, uh the Falcons are receiving calls to trade Julio Jones, uh Alabama superstar. Okay, um Interesting. let's see. New York Post uh, is saying border agents in Texas find $4.3 million of meth disguised as... Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, sugar. I don't know. Sugar? Uh, oh, man. I feel like Teddy that's bears. like really a lame guess. Well, that's what it probably is. Something like. crazy. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's something nuts. Well, yeah. um, soccer balls. I don't know. A soccer ball? Teddy bears. Teddy bears. Pickles. <laughs> Disguised as pickles, uh, four point three million dollars in meth. Disguised funky pickles. As funky pickles. pickles. That's always a bummer when you try so hard to disguise it and then you get caught. Oh. I just want to know what the thought process was. Hey <laughs> no, guys, nobody will ever guess. How this. can we disguise this so nobody knows what it is? Pickles. That'll mm. work. Let's it does do not, this. and it doesn't even look like pickles. <laughs> no, none at all. It's, it's just a bag of it's just, methamphetamine. Yes, and it's and it's green. Uh, it's, com- just, it's just big green bags. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Kamara Usman knocked out Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Awesome. Was, I did see that the knockout. Was insane. It was yeah. like watching someone's soul leave their body. Oh man. I felt bad for oh God, what's his name? Chris Weidman. Oh yeah. How weird is it? And, mm-hmm. and ladies, if you're listening, you don't watch UFC, I apologize. About six years ago, you know, he beat Anderson Silva. He was famous for that. Yes. And yeah. then they had the rematch, mm-hmm. and then Anderson Silva kicked him and snapped his leg in half. Silva's leg got mm-hmm. snapped. Yeah. And then how ironic is it six years later, the exact Exact same thing. It's like Final Destination. Dude, it's crazy, man. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of things like that, movies, I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie. That looked pretty awesome. It it? was awesome. Yeah. It is completely different than the first one. um, And there is no tournament in this Mm. movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, There is no tournament in this movie. Mm. It is all about the bad guys trying to change the rules and kill all like the earth fighters before they're like trained enough to fight in In the the tournament. tournament. Right. And and it's really cool. And it gives you this really cool backstory. Like the whole thing of the movie 
I know some people are listening to this going, what the crap are we talking about? Uh, I grew up in Mortal Kombat, okay? So yeah. I don't even want to, you know. Uh, this is Graham's podcast. Flawless <laughs> victory. Yeah, this is my show. And I want to talk about Mortal Kombat. All right. I always was a Sub-Zero fan mm-hmm. until this movie. They put a backstory in it between the feud of Scorpio and Sub-Zero. And yeah. you're like, dang, Sub-Zero's a douchebag. Oh, that sucks. I was always Sub-Zero. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and you're like, dang, like uh, uh, Scorpio is like really like just, just a dude that wanted to be left alone. <laughs> and uh, Sub-Zero was talking crap the whole time That's and funny. causing problems. And it takes you back to like 1619 Japan. Dang. Like that's when the feud started or whatever. Anyway, so wait, did you see it in theaters or no? no. I watched. I watched it. I, I saw a movie in theaters now. this weekend. Really? Would you watch yeah, Godzilla and oh King, yeah? Oh, see, Kong. see, I watched that at home. Was, I'm gonna go watch the Unholy movie. Yeah, that looks in awesome. theaters because that's in theaters right now. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. I liked it. I thought it was good. Did you watch the other ones? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Dude, I it was I, really dumb. I, <laughs> I have to give it no. You thought Godzilla versus Kong? Well, I hadn't was, seen the other ones, which kind of makes sense, but still, it, it was doesn't like, matter. You need no context. It's Godzilla. <laughs> it was the and fights King were good. Yeah, the fights were good. It was exactly what I thought it was. Right. It was just like completely like. Were you expecting like Oscar nominated performances? No, during the no, movie? no. <laughs> there, unfortunately, there's no uh, anywhere near Oscar nominated movies in the movie theater right oh, now. So. Yeah. I want to go see the Unholy movie because. That looks really good. The Oscars in, was in the, super weird. And last I'm gl- night. I'm glad you I brought in the, the the Oscars. It was weird. Uh, just it was. I didn't watch it. I just you know watched Twitter for the updates. Um, I don't think you should. We should be allowed to watch it. I was never a big Oscars fan ever. Yeah. Before it sucked. Um, I've always been a big Oscars. But fan. there was one moment. That was actually pretty good. And so so we'll play that. Um, you know Tyler Perry actually had a pretty decent moment at the Oscars while everybody else was attacking police and all this other kind of yeah. stuff. Tyler Perry gets up there. He's accepting some kind of humanitarian award. I'm not going to lie to you and say I even know nor care what it is. Yeah. Uh, but he was up there to uh, you know receive this award. I think this is the link here. Yeah, here we go. All right, so this is his speech. Someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Like, uh, case in point, this one time, I remember I was, maybe it was about 17 years ago. He's telling a story about where he's helping his homeless woman, but let's get to it here. Oh, God. Internet. A bit older, she was grieving the death of the civil rights boys. He's talking about his mom. girls who were in the bombing in Alabama. She grieved all all these years. And I remember being a little boy and coming home, and she was at home, like, what are you doing at home? You're supposed to be at work. She was in tears that day. She said there was a bomb threat. And she couldn't believe that someone wanted to blow up this place where she worked, where she took care of all these toddlers. It was the Jewish Community Center. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. And in this time, and with uh, all of the internet and social media and algorithms and everything that wants us to think a certain way, the 24-hour news cycle, it is my hope that all of us would teach our kids, and not only to remember, just refuse hate. Don't hate anybody. I, I refuse to hate someone because they are Mexican or because they are black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. LG. I refuse mm. to hate someone oh because they are Asian. You missed the best part, Jake. <laughs> you talked right over You missed the letters up. You talked right over someone because they are Mexican or because they are black or white. 
or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. Mm. I refuse to hate someone the because they stops. are Asian. I would have that we as would soon as he did that, he's like, oh. And I want to take this Gene Herschel humanitarian award. There it is. And dedicate it to anyone who wants to stand in the middle. No matter what's around the wall, stand in the middle because that's where healing happens. That's where conversation happens. That's where change happens. It happens in the middle. So anyone who wants to meet me in the middle to refuse hate, to refuse mm. blanket judgment, and to help lift someone's feet off the ground, this one is for you too. God bless Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Academy. I appreciate it. Thank that was you. awesome. I, love, I, love I, thought was, I thought it was a pretty good speech yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, you know, he snuck police officer in there. Uh, you know, <laughs> like he, <laughs> you know, because he went real hard in the black. He went real yeah. hard in there in white. Yeah, and police officer. You know, like 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 he snuck it in there, but he said it, and yeah. so you know, so so I give it to him because the whole rest of the night was like anti cop everything. Yeah, and well, so no, that's ahead. what's frustrating is that we are all on the same page. Like no one wants bad cops. We fight against bad cops, you know. We we ask our good police officers to stand up if there's a bad cop in their department. Like, you know, we're on the same page. You know, it's just frustrating that we're so divided and we really agree. All right, my buddy Mike Lindell. Everybody knows he's under attack. He's lost sixty-five million dollars, all for supporting fair and free elections. But you can help support conservative companies by going to mypillow.com and clicking the radio offers. You can save up to sixty-six percent when you use my special offer code Graham. That's mypillow.com and use the offer code Graham or call one eight hundred five nine six two five zero nine. It is time for us to support each other conservative businesses so go right now mypillow.com click the radio offers save 66 percent with the offer code graham or call 1-800-596-2509 and tell them i sent you here's the thing so uh after the last podcast we had the lebron james fiasco that happened lebron so, james so everybody knows what lebron james did uh tweeted about the officer even though the officer saved a black life um and people still to this day, like even Ilhan Omar, just just yesterday afternoon said, uh, I don't see how we can look at, a, uh, you know, a 16 year old being shot as anything other than a tragedy. And I don't see how we can't look at a police officer who chooses to take the life first as anything other than a bad officer, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But all this is starting to have uh, bad effects. All right. So this yeah. is the, the this is the reality of the situations in which we're creating here. Uh, the city of Philadelphia right now has 268 vacancies mm. in the police department. Yeah. Um, uh, this weekend in New York, 31 people shot and killed. Uh, 416 year to date in New York. Um, in New York City, 2,600 police officers have already retired. Another 2,700 have put in their paperwork. Um, they only had 970 new recruits, a two, uh, at least 2000 recruits less than what they needed to meet their recruiting goals mm. for uh, the year. Um, people, you're going to start to feel yeah. what, what, what's happening here. Homicides are up across the board. Mass shootings are up from last year, uh, even despite the COVID-19 restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, shootings are up. Deaths are up by gun. Gun-related deaths, not gun deaths where people like, you know, it's a white guy with a red hat shooting everybody. Yeah. Um, across the board. Anarchy is running rampant. There was this, that video of just in the airport, uh, all the black people like literally having like a mob bash in the middle of the airport. And and the thing that that the thing that bothers me is I'm gonna let my southern come out a little bit. Come on. Where are the people with like a bat that just like go over and just hit <laughs> these people and just be like, do you realize that you're acting like freaking animals right yeah. now? Because nobody will go tell them anything anything right. at all um i uh did like that the oscars were fact-checked last night uh by breitbart <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh but you know they're basically saying that black people are um disproportionately uh killed to um uh white people and it's fundamentally not true yeah. uh 44 of all police shooting deaths were white people yeah okay white people make up 73 percent of the population uh black people were 20 percent, and then the rest was all broken out to the different races and you know minorities or whatnot mm -hmm. so how you can say that black people are disproportionately targeted to the police well there's more white people well there's more black people breaking the law sorry just is that's that the, you know hey i'm not saying there's not white people breaking the law obviously right. there are. And, and why are black people breaking the law at a higher percentage we, we can talk about that and all the root causes and, and fatherlessness and all that but they don't want to talk about that it's just the numbers messed up and we need to fix the the number i gotta give him credit problem. i gotta give him credit where credit is due rob smith uh said that until the black community faces the reality that they have a major cultural problem in the black community nothing's ever going to get any better yeah. nothing's ever going to change because here's the thing the the members of the black community that want to have conversations and want to figure things out are not the ones out in the street rioting burning down buildings and stealing yeah. Jordans. Yeah. they are the very few percent etc cetera, etc cetera. just like the vast majority of white americans are like look man we just want everybody to just get along and do whatever they want to do. And then the small majority are the white people out there burning buildings and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It can be argued that the black community is being played by white people. Yeah. In Antifa, et cetera, et cetera, that are, you know, enticing these violent riots. Uh, we've all seen the videos back a year ago of literally white people going, hey, here's 250 bucks. Go trash that car. Go trash that car. <laughs> go set up a barricade over here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all this lawlessness, all this civil disobedience to the police, et cetera, et cetera, it's all going to, uh, it's all going to come back to haunt people. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find this really quick while you, we're talking. You got Breonna Taylor's mom. You got yeah, the, she's calling him out. Yeah, founder of Black Lives Matter, getting the mansions. I worked a uh, sheriff's race, um, my probably my favorite campaign I ever worked, and it was for a black dude named Darius and... He was just an absolute stud. I wish he had won. He's a great leader. And he kind of lined out the uh, high arrest rate in the African-American community for me. He was, he, somebody walked up to him and said, uh, like, white people are selling just as much drugs as black people, but only the black people are getting caught. And he grew up. That's and, not true. He, Fundamentally not true. Yeah, yeah, basically. But um, he 
grew up, you know, in that side of town, and he would say that, well, yeah, but the white people, they sell their drugs inside their house. The rest of you guys are selling them on the side of the street, and when we see you on the side of the street, we know what you're doing on the side of the street. Right. So, of course, it's like a billboard. Yeah. So it's it's not necessarily... They're going out. And to- you can go back and say, oh, that's systemic racism, that they're doing it inside their house, whatever. It's it's a uh, cultural issue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, somebody has got this circulating through the internet. It's a Chris Rock bit yeah. that he did uh, back in the day. And it just goes to show you how far we've fallen as a society. So for those of you who don't know, Chris Rock is black. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian. And he did this video about how to not get beat up by the police. Classic. And I think you should just listen to it here what really quick. Here we go. About to kick my Oh, it cuts it off. It's like uh, it starts off with, have you ever been pulled over by the police? And I apologize for the language. uh, But here's what he said. About to kick my (laughs) Well, wonder no more. If you follow these easy tips, you'll be fine. First, obey the law. (laughs) Laws were made for a reason. Think of them as hints. You heard people say, man, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Well, here's some of that Carjacking, armed robbery, arson, selling drugs, buying drugs, stabbing, shooting. You know, you probably won't get your kicked if you just use common sense. If you jump a subway turnstile, you might just get off with a warning from the police. But if you jump a turnstile carrying a loaded gun and smoking a joint, then maybe you need <laughs> Maybe you need it, kid. That's so good. It's hilarious. It was made in in jest and in funny, uh, but man, could it not be more true today? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all right. Uh, ending the police conversation. I want to end it with a funny. A police officer's got a viral TikTok video going on of him making fun of LeBron James. It's on Graham Allen.com. Here it is. Graham Allen.com. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We can have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron, hey, you got to me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. <laughs> One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. (laughs) All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I gotta go. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You're on your own. Good luck. This goes right on what I said in the last episode where we should just make it to where if it's black or minority people of color, white cops aren't allowed to respond. Mm-hmm. Period. Be like, oh, these are black people. No, let me call. <laughs> let me call the, you know, a black cop. And there's right so here. many of them. Handle there, this right there's now. so many African-American police officers who have been in that community and they want to fight for change. Mm-hmm. And they're like the Black Lives Matter in corporate is literally just eviscerating any shot they have at making change because they're completely disenfranchising the fact that these people are really trying to make a difference. Can we talk about how much fact checkers suck? 
Yeah. There yeah, was sure. a meme going around, and it's LeBron James sitting in a news conference, and it's air quotes of him saying, I mean, we're at a point where people can't even stab each other anymore. Yeah. Going around, that got fact-checked. Right. He and, didn't say that. And that's what it said. It was like, LeBron James never said blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, you morons. God almighty, these people, man. It's like all the memes are going to get fact-checked. It's just... Dude, well, like when Biden, remember we when... we not have satire? Remember Biden was walking up the stairs of the plane and he looked over and yes. saw all the dead people in the yeah. clouds. He's like, that actually didn't happen, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, of They course. weren't floating in the clouds. <laughs> there, in fact, wasn't a unicorn blinking at Biden. <laughs> <laughs> just in, confirm. In the air, just Those so are you dangerous, guys know. dangerous tweets. Just so you guys know. Okay, all right, so let's get into society a little bit here. And we're going to talk about COVID-19 in just a minute. All right, you've heard me talk about my future recently because I am thinking ahead and really concerned about the future of this country. With our skyrocketing debt, Democrats in power, and Joe Biden's spending plan, the future looks grim for the U.S. dollar, which is why... I started diversifying with gold and silver. We recently partnered with Hartford Gold, and I recommend you check them out. They sell physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA. The process is straightforward and honest, which is why they have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, the BBB, and thousands of satisfied clients. When you call today, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver with your first order, so now is a great time to check them out. Call 866 866- Five three zero seven nine nine six, or text America to six five five three two. In a world of fake news, fake social media, and fake money, invest in things that are real with real value. That's eight six six five three zero seven nine six six, or text America to six five five three two. But I saw this and I was like, whoa. This is crazy. And I was drinking a few beers yesterday in the driveway, pure <laughs> redneck of myself. And I was having some legit, like, world-changing conversations. <laughs> and we brought this up, right? So Virginia explores plan to end advanced diplomas, citing ec- equitably serving needs not equality, equitably, mm-hmm. right? Serving needs of all Virginia learners. So I'll put it in layman's terms for you here. What they're wanting to do is they're wanting to remove all the honors programs from middle school and then remove uh, degrees that are honors degrees for the kids that took all these advanced classes during school mm. because there is a disproportionate mm. amount of black people that are in these honors classes and getting these honors degree, <laughs> okay, which is ridiculous in and of itself. However, they hurt themselves in the own report, all right? It says, literally, in the report, the majority of advanced diploma earners in 2019 were? Black. Asian. Oh, yeah. mm. At 79%, white at 63%, according to... Uh, Reports among minority students, 44% of Hispanic learners, 40% of black students, and 35% of economically disadvantaged students received advanced degrees. 40% of black students is receiving advanced degrees. Everybody's not supposed to receive an advanced degree. Right. There's only 6% of white, right? 60%. Yeah. It's only 20% more. And then Asians, a minority, led the way. You mm-hmm. want to talk about a stereotype right there? My God. It's racist because <laughs> they're hurting Asian students now. Look, look, here's the thing. Okay, and, and this was this was this was where the real magic happened yesterday. So go with me. You need 
to, for me, it was Catherine Putnam. And Catherine, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm not making fun of you here. But you know that you were that person that got A pluses on everything. Yeah. And was in every advanced class. You had a 4.4 GPA. How you do that, I don't know. <laughs> you know, how you get an A is, you know, ridiculous. Uh, but this chick was valedictorian. She took every honors class. She had like half her college knocked out before she even went to college. Yeah. She was just that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And good for her. Everybody needs a Catherine Putnam. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean by that is every single person that graduated high school, there's a large majority of you that were sitting in that audience, sitting in those pews or those seats going, I'm only here because somebody rounded up. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was me. That yeah, was me. I was a point five, and they, they rounded that sucker up, buddy. That was completely me. Everybody needs a Catherine Putnam to make you feel as stupid as you actually are. Okay, because what happens is you realize, oh, crap, I'm going to have to figure something else out because there ain't no way I'm going to keep up with Catherine Putnam on an intellectual level. So I got to figure out a trade. I got to go join a workforce. I need to learn a certificate or something, join the military. I need to figure something out. We all need a Catherine Putnam to show us that life ain't going to be too kind to us if we don't figure out something else. Yep. We're removing the Catherine Putnams of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then on the other side of it, right? What's the incentives for the Catherine Putnams, the super smart people? Yeah. What's the incentives for yeah. them to try? If you remove these things, uh, why, why? you're going to have a bunch of Albert Einsteins that don't give up. F about school (laughs) dropping out and all this stuff. You're removing incentives across the board, both positive and negative. All right. Right. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, some, some people would look at it. Oh, well, it's not fair because you've got these people that don't have that, how your house and your income level at your home affects your ability to get into an advanced class in school, mm-hmm. especially public school. I'm not really sure how that happens because I'm pretty sure that's all based around testing. Mm-hmm. My point is that you're removing the negative aspect that's actually good. Yeah. Sometimes people need to... You're removing failure. Yeah. Okay. Failure. failure is a necessity in life. You are supposed to fail because if you never fail at anything, you never know how to overcome anything. Mm -hmm. If you never fail at anything, you never figure out what it is you're actually supposed to do. Michael Jordan. I used this in the driveway the other day. Michael Jordan, the greatest freaking basketball player to ever grace the court, was literally cut from tryouts his freshman year in high school. He didn't even make the team. The coach literally said, I've seen enough. It ain't happening. All right. You suck so bad. I'm not even going to let you finish this tryout. Yeah. Go home. And this dude literally took that and worked every single freaking day for an entire year. And then Michael Jordan happened after Mm. that. If freaking whatever, he'd just be like, well, you suck, Michael, but we're going to let you ride the bench and be on the team uh, because, you know, everybody gets to play uh, here. There would be no Michael Jordan. Right. There would be no Michael Jordan. There would be no anyone. Okay? Albert Einstein flunked school. All right. Well, Albert. Learning disability. Yeah, learning disability. Well, Albert, you know, (laughs) yeah, you're mixing up some of your words, and, uh, you know, it's really not looking good, but everybody, 
No one fails here. Yeah. We're just going to push you on through. You wouldn't have an Albert Einstein. Yep. All these people, man, as as much as we disagree from time to time, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college because he hated it. And he sucked at it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't. Well, yes, in hindsight, obviously it wasn't worth it. But at the time, yeah, you're creating a what? <laughs> a place for as uh, Ricky Gervais would call it, pedophiles. Pedophiles. Pedophiles to be able to get online and, and attack people. <laughs> that's what you're creating, Mark? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> All I'm saying is, what is wrong with letting kids know that they suck at something? What's wrong with it? It's the best thing for them. It's the best yeah. thing for them. I love both my sons the same. Okay? They both play football. One has a legitimate shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the other one, the other one is is good at this level. But the odds are we're gonna have to start cultivating something else. All right. Yes, what? but what is he so talented at that nobody else can do? Oh yeah, he cooks and all he this cooks other kind of stuff. better than any person Absolutely. I've ever met. Right. I mean, the Gunner. fact that you guys wake up in the morning and he's baked what <laughs> six cakes or something. Right. Like it's. Absolutely Crazy. incredible. But that's yeah. my point, right? Like, you got to let kids figure out, let young adults figure out what it is they're good at, what it is they suck at. And it's okay to tell your kids, hey, you ain't making it like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that Michael Jordan's mom and daddy said, well, you either going to have to find something else or you're going to have to work a lot harder. Which one is it? Yep. Which one is it? Which one are you going to do? Because right now the coach says you suck so bad you can't even figure, you can't even finish tryouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the whole reason I play the guitars because I tried to learn from my uncle and I played him a little riff and he said stick to the drums, buddy, and everybody yeah. laughed. I'm like, oh man, exactly. Yeah. I'm learning the guitar. Exactly right. I, I finished high school with a 2.7 GPA. I I barely <laughs> barely scraped by one class, probability and statistics, CP. It was the lowest level you could take. Mm. And I was, I had a 60. I was failing before the last week. And I talked my way out of it because I realized my talent was in talking, yes. not in math. Right. And, and in, in high school, I played every sport and I quit every single sport I could <laughs> because mm -hmm. then I realized I'm not good at this. Why am I wasting my time? I'd actually like to make money. I started working political campaigns. Yeah. And I started at 15, and now I'm a 20-year-old on Dear America podcast. So, mm -hmm. like, people have to have the doors shut so they know which doors yeah. to open. All right. With corporations meddling in our democracy and canceling free speech, we need to support companies that support our values and believe in the Constitution. If you haven't already, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Graham right now. When you switch today and bring your own phone, get 50% off your first two months plus a free Patriot starter kit. While you're there, enter to win a free phone and cellular service for life. All the details are on my special page, patriotmobile.com slash Graham. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as all the major carriers so you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. Switching is easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Graham or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Get the discount, the free starter kit, and a chance to win cellular service for life with the offer code Graham. That's patriotmobile.com slash Graham, patriotmobile.com slash Graham, or 972-PATRIOT. Well, and, and also, we, especially the, the school system in general. So I saw somebody 
uh, make a really good statement, and, and I like the direction we're going. This wasn't where I was planning on going, but I like it. Um, somebody said that COVID-19 didn't destroy the American school system. It was already broken. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a firm believer in this. We've talked about this. My kids are homeschooled. I, I hate – I used to be very pro-public school because public school saved my life. And if you've read my book, you know I talk about this all the time. Public school saved my life. But public school today is not the public school that it used to be. Okay, we had this conversation of, you know, have we entered that age to where we just look at every young person and be like, what the crap is wrong with these people, blah, 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 blah. Are we the same as our parents? Right. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, there is no way that our parents thought we're going to end the freaking world. Okay? <laughs> like, like today, today you look at these kids and go, these people are fixing to burn this entire place down. All right. The... <laughs> The point is, uh, the school system has been broken for a long time because it focuses on old school techniques that are no longer relevant today. Gary V has talked about this. School is about memorization. Uh, whereas in today's society, why do you need to memorize certain things when all you have to do is have the ability to look things up and find the answers to the right. things that you actually need? That is the world we live in today. Okay. How long are we going to ignore that? Yeah. How long are we going to ignore that? I don't need to remember what pi is divided by 37 Mm -hmm. or whatever. All I got to do is just ask Siri and Siri will tell me, Mm -hmm. right? right? That's the world we live in today. Even the military has gone to this. It's no longer, it used to be that you had to, you know, memorize AR 670 1 and all this other kind of stuff. And nowadays it's you just have to know where the, where to find it. Right? Where to find it. So instead of quoting AR670-1 word for word because you've got it memorized, you literally know where it is. You go, you find it, you quote in the counseling statements and discipline exactly what it was they did wrong, blah, 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 blah. Because why do you need to know that? Like, like why do you need to memorize that word for word when you just know where to go to get the actual thing? School. I was a terror in high school okay i just was especially my junior and senior year when i really started coming out of my shell i was the i got in trouble all the time for my mouth Mm -hmm. all the time i was in iss every other day (laughs) Uh, i had uh this algebra class one time where she asked me to come work the problem on the board and i wrote w equals d and if you write out w equals d you'll see it looks a lot like a penis uh, when you do it, I'd get in trouble all the time. I was the kid that would argue with the English teacher. She'd be like, Graham, come diagram this compound sentence. And I'd be like, why, why do I need to diagram the sentence? When am I going to use this? I was that kid in class. Be Just like, do it, when am I going to use it? I'm not going to be an English teacher. I have no desire to do yeah. so. Where am I going to use this in any point in my life? I was that kid. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even trying to be disrespectful. Well, I was kind of trying to. Be I wanted to know. I really, I legitimately wanted to know yeah. where am I going to use this? Like, you especially know, in math. Yes, if you explain it to me, geometry. Hey, I got it. Okay, I can see some things where geometry yeah. Yeah. comes into play. Uh, yeah, it's foil. Just like, well, if, foil on algebra. <laughs> who gives yeah. a balls? Uh, Nobody cares. If you're ever building, if you're ever building a skyscraper, you'll need to know this math formula right well, here. Well, yeah. But, but, oh, like, okay. but like basic geometry of like, you know, hanging things at angles and stuff. I get that. Yeah. Foil, 4X plus 4, uh, the parentheses, 2X minus 4. Where am I using that? Yeah. I'm being for real. Where in the real world life am I using that? I'm not... 
I'm not doing advanced math equations to change the geometric form of uh, light. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Like, like, that's not me. And But that's the point. We put these kids through a system mm -hmm. to where we teach them all the same crap, even though we know that 98% of those kids are never going to use those things mm -hmm. instead of focusing on what the kids actually like. You know, I never took public speaking in school. Wow. Yeah. Never. Never, not one time, never took it one time. So in my opinion, I'll never forget it. And, and you know, I've said this a lot of times, but I'll say it again. My career counselor told me that if I don't learn to control my mouth, I ain't going to go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Literally, word for word, you got to learn to shut up, Graham, or you're never going to go nowhere. <laughs> like that was it. Instead of, you know what, Graham, you really like to talk. Maybe we should put you over here and, and let <laughs> develop you, those skills. Yeah, why don't you go get on the debate team yeah. and get over there and just start arguing with people all day? That would have probably been a really good thing for me to do. That's my point, right? Yeah. Uh, one of my sons loves to cook. He loves planting gardens and stuff like that. I couldn't care less about any of that, but that's him. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. So that's what we let him go do. I'm literally fixing to invest in those freaking big boxes that are full, <laughs> full of soil nice. for him to go out there and just build gardens nice. in the backyard and stuff. That's cool. Uh, you know, I, I mean, because... because That's a good skill, too. It yeah, is. Really it is. It's a good skill. A cook. Man, if you go yeah. to culinary school and stuff like that, like you can make some legit money being a yeah. cook. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gunner wants to freaking move to Texas uh, to Kansas because that's where all the tornadoes are. Maybe he wants to be a storm chaser, I guess, nice. when he grows up. I mean, who am I to tell my kids what you can and cannot do yeah. at this point? Anna Grace, I have no clue. Give me an aneurysm by 40. I don't know. That's where she's at yeah. at this point. <laughs> uh, she was on Kids Tube the other day. And we let her watch it for 10 to 15 minutes when she's in the room with us. Mm -hmm. So we can hear what she's, what she's listening to, right? And so she always watches these little girl shows where they sing songs and then they dance and stuff, right? Not like twerking, like kid dancing. And the title of the song was Text Him Back. And what? I just about died in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing my daughter go, I ain't going to text him back. No, I ain't going to text him back. Mm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so this is, this is, she told me a story uh, just the other day that one of the neighborhood kids has a crush on her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just about broke a table in half when, when I heard when I heard this. Uh, What's the seven year old's name? But 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 at the same time, sorry, uh, Ma and Paul, uh, about this. But at the same time, I was kissing girls behind the oh, locker rooms in second grade and Come stuff on. like that. And like Anna Grace is in first grade and she's facing me in second grade. I'm sitting here going, "Wait just a minute, <laughs> like hold on, whoa, whoa." whoa. Tell me about this boy, you know, yeah. real quick, because I think to myself, you know, and I was a good kid, but I was still kissing girls in the yeah. second grade, you know, at the <laughs> Who same is this time. kid? Does he have a job? Dude, I'm telling you, man, it is, it is, it is painful yeah. to even begin <laughs> to start thinking about it. And uh, she goes, no, I don't, I, she goes, she goes, no, I don't like him. <laughs> she says, the rules are 
that if somebody has a crush on you and you don't have a crush on them, then they either have to get over it or they're expelled from the group. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great rule. I like this rule. Yeah. Who, is, who is your group? Cast him out on an island. You have a, been banished. With a big uh, uh, scarlet letter on his forehead. It's like, like Survivor. Yeah, yeah, like, you've been no. voted out of the yeah, island. You've been voted out. That's what she said straight up. Like, if they got a crush and you don't have a crush back, they got to get over it or they're out or of the group. Or you kill them. Kill him. We got on a tangent here, people. Uh, The news cycle is kind of dead, but. Like the president. Yeah. But, but, um, there are some developments with COVID 19 that are going to be announced tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, so far, this is what we've learned from COVID 19. Just this month, mind you, just this month. Now, granted, six, seven months ago when we said these things, we were fact checked as liars. All right, surface transmission odds are less than 1 in 10,000, okay? Risk of catching outdoors, even from Dr. Fauci now, extremely low. Hmm. The vaccines are 99.992% effective of a virus that's 99.875% survivability rate. Um, and then Fauci doesn't know why Texas and Florida ignore him and do better than lockdown states. So those are things that we've learned so far. So the president is getting ready to, let me see if I can find it on Tuesday. Here we go. Let me see if I can read this. This is from CNN. I always love reading their, their versions of things. President Joe Biden is expected to announce on Tuesday that the U S centers for disease and control and prevention has updated its guidance for wearing masks outdoors. Three people familiar with the expected announcement said ahead of his first address to Congress on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Dang, we should move our episode to Thursday. Because if he's going to address Congress on Wednesday, you know yeah, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. You know it's going to be a crap show. Uh, anyway, okay, all right, blah 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 blah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, three people familiar with the expected announcement said Biden will announce new CDC guidelines guidance on whether vaccinated people need to wear masks outdoors. Though the final language of the expected announcement is still unclear. Really, we're just now figuring out that. The odds of you getting it outside are so incredibly low yeah. that it seems unreasonable for you to wear a mask in the first place. Good yeah. thing we stayed inside for a year. I got a call from a buddy of mine, and I'm not going to say who it is, uh, but he is a musician in a band, a very popular band, and they're getting ready to go on a tour. And they hit their first tour date, first tour spot, first tour in over a year. And somebody tests positive for COVID the day after they cancel the whole tour, cancel the whole tour over it because it's a major record label, mm-hmm. right? So the major record label won't allow it to happen. Uh, but yet people are allowed to go to the baseball games and people are allowed to go to the basketball games. And then this season we're going to have full capacity NFL stadiums. Um, and then they also uh, said that the effective transmission rate between six feet and 60 feet are the same. So it doesn't even matter how close you stand to people now. Like these are all things mm-hmm. that we now know. None of this, none of it matters. All right. Uh, it has now been proven that it basically doesn't survive on surface levels at all again. Yeah. All right. Remember they said it did, then they said it didn't. And then we said it didn't. And then they came back and said, no, that's not what we meant. And then we got fact checked. And now they're saying again, yeah, it doesn't live on surfaces. 
But it's pretty were, remarkable, actually, that it doesn't. But they won't go back and fact check CNN and all these other places no, that posted those articles. Absolutely not, because CNN does whatever they say, mm-hmm. right? So see, that's the difference. See, the difference is the reason why CNN and all of them don't get fact checked after the information changes is because they just regurgitate in agreement with what the establishment says. Mm-hmm. The people that challenge the establishment, even mm-hmm. if they're right, like journalists. Yeah, like real that's, journalists that's are we're supposed, supposed to, to be do. Doing. Yes, yeah. the, the, yes. By very definition, that is what journalists are supposed to do. Somebody accused Fox News of being a propaganda machine, uh, and that we need to treat them the same way, basically as ISIS. Oh, uh, because they are a threat to the democracy because they're propaganda machines. So, see, words are changing. See, now questioning the uh, the narrative which is what journalists was supposed to be. Journalism is supposed to question mm-hmm. the narrative. Kind of keeps the government in check. You're supposed to question everything as a journalist. The sky is blue. Is it really? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 that, like that's what you're supposed to do. I, I, yeah, I do kind of agree that you know, Fox News is a threat to democracy. I mean, just the same as CNN. Well, yeah, but what I'm getting at is they deem propaganda yeah. as real journalism. Now. Right, right. Real journalism is being called propaganda because you're spreading lies and fake things because you're simply asking a question. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Fauci says this, but these other 27 doctors over here are saying that he's full of crap. Which one's right? Propagandist, conspiracy theorist. Threat to the democracy. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's what I'm talking about. Um, we live in a world that the way things are supposed to be are now the wrong things. And people that are simply actually doing their jobs are viewed as not doing their jobs. And people who aren't doing their jobs are viewed as heroes. It's been 30 plus days. Kamala Harris still isn't at the border. Yeah. After being tasked to handle the border crisis. Still not there. And then when a reporter asks her when you're going to go down there, she responds with, I'm not going to play political games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> trying to have fun. That's not even what I asked you, chick. Like, like you know, like She's I probably just sitting in her mansion, eating food, doing yeah. nothing. Talk to her in a way she understands. Hey, you <laughs> like I'm talking to you. Then you have Biden wearing the mask in that uh, mm. Zoom call mm. with all the world leaders. This dude. Okay. Can we just talk? Very seriously and very calmly for five seconds. The leader of the free world, the leader of the most <laughs> supposedly the most powerful nation the world has ever seen, a fully vaccinated elderly man in a Zoom call where it is literally him by himself alone looking into a camera lens with every other superpower world leader in the world. And he's the only one wearing a mask. What a moronic, weak, horrifically embarrassing moment for the American people. It was also pointed out to me that in his shot, he's the only person that doesn't have a direct shot of the flag behind him Mm. in the shot. If you look at that picture that circled the internet where it's like him circled or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the only one in that photo that you can't directly see the flag like Putin. 
Putin. Putin is like, like got the main thing. I guess he yeah. was talking when he got that string shot. Putin's got like eight flags behind him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and then Joe Biden's sitting there and he's not even looking directly at the camera. He's kind of looking to the left because mm-hmm. yeah. he has no idea where the camera's actually at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the site looking at it right now. It's pretty embarrassing. Who are Do all you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, it's just a blue background behind him. It's on GrahamAllen.com. Yeah, it's just a blue background behind yeah. him. Now, is the flag there? I'm sure it's actually there yeah. somewhere, but it ain't in the camera angle enough. You'd be like, you know, you think that your comms team, that'd be like the first thing. PR. Yeah. It's like, PR one. Let's make sure the flag is in the shot, you know, with the world leaders here. Um, it's basic marketing. Like, I mean, we're, even us, we're like, we're we're trying to make sure we have 912 logos so that you know that we're rep- representing 912 and, even in our podcast and stuff. So mm-hmm. the fact that the <laughs> president's office wouldn't be like, okay, we need a massive American flag in the background, like that's that should be what's. Well, to his credit, he didn't know why he was there. So. <laughs> to his credit, <laughs> to his credit, he thought he was ordering from McDonald's. Um, anyway, uh, I said, which I'm sure I'll get fact checked on this. I said the reason they got him wearing a mask is because all his answers are pre-recorded. And yeah. then that way you can't tell. They're, uh, they're saving money with the droid that they're using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, I do, I do remember a poll, and I and I, I don't have it pulled up here, but there was a poll like last week. It said fifty six percent approval rating for Biden, but then somebody dove into it, and it was disproportionately polled Democrats versus Republicans. Mm-hmm. So like sixty percent of the people they poll were Democrats. So if sixty percent of the poll were Democrats and you still only pulled fifty six percent of the thing, yeah. you're sucking, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it's just God mm-hmm. Almighty. I um I, I don't I don't know what to say. This first hundred days has been awful. Ironically, one of the worst ever. If you guys think that things are bad now, just wait until this capital gains tax gets passed. I was looking at it. California will be uh, the capital gains for the wealthiest, which the wealthiest people provide the jobs that you work. It's going to be 56%. Mm. 56% capital gains tax. There goes your incentive to work. Are you freaking? No, there goes your incentive to have employees. Yeah. Yeah. To live in America. Like like, like the the higher up people, not not like their incentive to work. And that's another thing. That's another thing. So people also don't realize this is where we're in trouble too, is because of Biden's uh, unemployment stuff to where you don't have to work if you're afraid of the virus, et cetera, et cetera. Businesses that are reopening can't even get people to go to work. Yeah. Sonic, there's this viral post from Sonic said giving out stimulus checks every two weeks. It's talking about a paycheck. Oh. They're just they're <laughs> yeah, just wording yeah. it different and trying yeah. to get somebody to come in there. Giving out stimulus checks. We'll give checks. you free money yeah, every, free two money weeks. every two weeks. <laughs> if you just come and you work. You just gotta for come us. and work here every it's a day. Weird concept. I thought it was hilarious. I have a buddy, that is pretty good. I have a buddy oh. that works uh decently high up in Chick-fil-A, and um he was telling me that they this is the reason why Chick-fil-A is not opening into the inside right now is because they cannot people. they cannot find staffers. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first yeah. time they said that usually they have to turn down good people because they have so many good people applying. And for the first time ever, 
They're not having anybody apply. What is the incentive to go back to work? There isn't any. When you can, and it's it's honestly, unfortunately, it's smart on the people that aren't working because yeah. they're sitting back and they're like, "Wait, why would I do give effort?" I've considered it a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> why would I do effort no. when I can just get free paychecks? Yeah. I'm, in, I'm serious. They're incentivizing. So, so, so okay. And, and here's the thing. And we talked about this before we moved into the new building. Mm -hmm. I said that this is going to become a problem. I said, if you looked at the, every American and you said, hey, we're going to pay you 40 to 50 grand a year to not do anything. You literally can stay home. You'll never be rich. You'll never be well off, but you don't have to do crap. Mm -hmm. you, you, you'll have free internet because that's a right now, or at least they're trying to make it one. You'll have Free cell phone, because that's also a human right. Power, electricity, because you'll be under the level where you'll have grants and whatnot. You won't have a really nice house, but it'll either be super cheap or paid for for you. Mm -hmm. You make 40 to 50 grand a year. Oh, and you'll have free health care. Yeah, Which basically the system is, if you have no money, you have free health care. Like, like, and that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand. Like, everybody's like, what about all these Americans without health care? It's really, you, you understand how hard it is not to have health care in America? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if you are poor, is it Medicaid or Medicare? Which one is the one for young people? Medicare. Medicare is young people? Or no, Medicaid. Noah? I'm looking that up. Medicaid? I always get them confused. Which one's for old people? Which one's for everybody else? I, th I thought Medicare was for the old people. Medicaid sounds like old Medicare people. Medicare is a federal program that provides health coverage if you are 65 plus. Okay, so Medicaid Medi is state and federal program that provides health coverage if you have very low income. Okay, there it is. See? Yeah. Right there. Right off the mm -hmm. internet. Yep. And so when people come to me, they're like, what about all these Americans without health care? I'd be like, how, why, why, how do they not have health care? They get to walk right into the hospital. Yeah, they literally go... Walk into the hospital, be like, I'm poor. Leg fell off. I'm poor. I'm poor. And and some people are like, well, it's not that easy. No, it requires the slightest little bit of work. You got to prove that you ain't got no money and you got to actually apply for it. You're right. There are so many hurdles. Uh, that is very difficult. From systemic racism in our society that we make it so difficult. Okay, that's my point. Back to the back to what I was saying. You asked the majority of Americans, would you take that deal? You'll never be rich. You'll never have the nice cars. You, you know, you'll, I mean, yeah, that will be your life for forever. Yeah. But you don't have to do anything. You can literally do whatever you want to do with inside the price bracket of which you live. That's would a you, tough. Would you take it? And I think I said back then, I said, I bet it'd be 70%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 70% of people would probably take that deal. All right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's happening now, especially in the in the food industry. OK, you've got servers who make more money being laid mm -hmm. off than they did working 12 hour shifts, seven days a week. Right. Mm -hmm. So where's the incentive? Where's the incentive to go to work? We're, we have removed the incentive to go to work, which is eventually going to kill our economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's important to note that this isn't just like. Uh, a government deal like people if you look at like waiters and waitresses like if you work at a nice place you can make a killing but that also means that your whole life career is surrounded by being a waiter or a waitress so that right. like on Friday if you're making, Saturday night exactly yeah. so if you're making 75 grand by just waiting tables at like a nice steakhouse or something like that then why would you 
quit so you could have an office job where you make $50,000 a year. Like that doesn't add up. But if you don't want to have a career, like if you want a career, you, that's the sacrifice you're going to have to make. But, 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 but here's the problem. This is what I'm talking about. Indi- individualism is gone in America. Okay. Uh, you can work every day, all year, make 75 grand a job. Or you could not do a dang thing and make 45. A lot of people are going to take that cut. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. See, it used to be whatever I got to do to make more money for me and my family, whatever I got to do, whatever I got to do, if I got to work three jobs, fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. Kamala Harris came out the other day and said, no American should have to work more than one job to provide for their family. You idiot that that has no idea what it actually is to be a real American Mm -hmm. and come from nothing and work yourself up the chains. That's exactly what you should have to do to get yourself where you want to be. Yeah, It's exactly what you should have to do. And here's another thing. All right. Here's another thing. Well, how am I supposed to get on and, you know, be who I want to be and drive a Benz and all this stuff. If I work at McDonald's, well, don't work at McDonald's for the rest yeah, of your life. That's a good yeah. question. Be the best freaking McDonald's employee there is right. for two, three years. And then own it. And then maybe own it or go work somewhere freaking else because you started as a fry cook and worked your way up to assistant manager at McDonald's. Right. So now you got some experience to go do something else. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, yeah, you, you, you're not supposed to stay at McDonald's right. for forever. People are entitled. You, and it goes back to the same thing we always say, like good times create weak men. And now we're a country full of weak men, you know, that just want things handed to us. People, people don't understand, dude. Like, like, like they don't, they don't get it. Well, there's, there is this better job, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an, it's an hour and a half drive one way. So I'd be on the road for three hours a day. I used to, when I first started in doing all this stuff, I would drive three hours, sleep on a couch Monday through Thursday, and then drive back for the weekends Mm -hmm. like that's that's the real world like that is how advancement and stuff is made you make advancements then you got to take steps back then you make a further jump and then you take a step back and then you da 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 people look at it as well i don't like taking a step backwards well i always believe that a step backwards is i like to use alabama because i'm an alabama fan second and 26 baby (laughs) Tua tug of aloha Second and 26. I'm going to leave right quick for this. No, listen. I'm telling you. Look. Okay, but look. Look, this is a great analogy for what I'm supposed to say. It's first and 10. They got a chance to go down there. Georgia just had to kick a field goal in overtime. All right? It's first and 10. Tug of Fialoa, Tua takes a freaking 16-yard sack on first down. Mm-hmm. Death blow. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, crap. It's done. It's done. There's no death blow in overtime. He just needed more room to throw the ball. Yeah. That's it. He just needed more room to throw the ball. Next freaking play, 50-yard bomb straight into the end zone. Devontae Smith eventually goes on to win the Heisman Trophy two years later. Uh, one of the greatest plays in Alabama history. The Georgia fan in the room, I'm sorry, but, it, you know. <laughs> it still hurts. It, you know, it's just there. Uh, well, the kick six still hurts, and Auburn hadn't won a title since, and we've won oh, three <laughs> since the kick six, and it's it still one of the hurts. Greatest moments. It of still sports hurts. History. Anyway, the point is, okay. Sometimes taking a step backwards isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's taking when you a, learn. You, it's when you mm-hmm. learn, or it's when you refocus on the directions that you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Well, like we were talking about earlier, a, a, a little bit of failure 
can be a very good thing. Yes. It forces you to look at what you need to fix. You get better at it. And Absolutely. Then, and then you succeed. Absolutely. And that's what we're removing from society right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got freaking um, Alyssa's oldest sister lives in Oregon. And Jessica, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, she lives in Oregon. And Oregon literally just locked them back down. Yeah. Oh, really? They were that they were they were allowed to go to restaurants for about thirty days. Well, that's nice. And they Not were the locked government. down for a year, and now they're locked back down again. The thirty days probably save the restaurants, I bet. And so, they're trying to stay around because they want their youngest daughter to have her senior year. Mm-hmm. But then they're moving here. Yeah. Like that's what they want to do. They want to move here. I think it's the dumbest thing ever because yeah. your your daughter's not going to she's not going to get her senior year yeah. i said this from the very beginning we're not going back didn't i didn't mm-hmm. i claim it didn't yeah. i talk about all this mass stuff i said it we're not going back and what's happening right now is exactly what i said would happen a year ago you got people you got anti-maskers and you got maskers okay same as anti-vaxxers and vaxxers okay mm-hmm. You've got people right now in places that legally will allow you to do it having freaking mosh pit rager concerts and stuff like that right now mm-hmm. in full defiance of what's happening and what's going on. You've got, oh, what was the place that it just happened? It had a metal concert. 50,000 people like crammed into one spot. It's in another country. These places are saying, screw you guys. We're done. We're not doing it. Ted Cruz has stopped wearing a mask mm-hmm. in Congress. He's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm vaccinated. Every single one of you mofos is vaccinated. I'm not doing it. Yeah, make us. Make us. Exactly right. But the truth is we're never going back. We're never going back. There will be people wearing masks for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless someone does something about the leadership. Well, even if they do something about the leadership, what I'm telling you, if we take the House back in 22 and the Senate, and Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, or whoever it is, a Republican, takes back over in 2024, I'm telling you, we still are never going back. Because you're going to have literally half the country that is afraid all the time. It's mind control, literally. It is literally, for, for the rest of our lives, our children will grow up and our grandchildren will never know the difference. They will grow up knowing that some people wear masks in public and other people don't. I said it from the very beginning. China does it. Japan's been doing it for forever. That's the way it's going to go. It's like all of a sudden we realized, oh, there's germs in the world. I'm scared of germs. But they've been there the whole time. Yeah. There's way worse out there than COVID. And then I saw something the other day. And if we talked about this the last episode, I apologize. But it was uh, it was like a news article from 1918 around the Spanish flu outbreak. Mm-hmm. And even in 1918, they discovered that one of the main reasons that the death tolls were so bad was from bacterial pneumonia caused from, anybody know? Masks. Masks. Mask. Mm. Well, I mean, look look in the... And Dr. Fauci and all these people know this. Yeah. They know this. I mean, they look, know these things. Look in the Islamic world. I mean, they use masks to, you know, basically persecute women and to take away their identity as a human. You know, masks have been used for thousand plus years for that very reason to dehumanize people yes you know the group is way more important than my life you know that's why it's for other people it's not for me it's for everybody else that's why i wear a mask they said the same thing about Derek chauvin when the verdict came down he showed no emotion he had a freaking mask on what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah what are you talking about 
Which I found it ironic that they had to wear a mask, but the judge didn't have to wear one. Yeah. That was weird. Six feet apart. That was yeah. weird. Um, yeah, I had an interesting epiphany yesterday. I was in downtown Greenville, and I went... Oh, thanks for hitting me up. Yeah, well, I, was, I was working out, but... <laughs> just kidding. Um, I went straight through Falls Park, and it was the first time I had seen so many people in such a long time, and it was every kind of group of people. It was white people, black people, and I and I I remember walking one way and and specifically seeing a group of white people helping uh, take pictures for a group of black people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this completely goes against everything that the media has been telling us. The the division is completely faked and it's, it's real. A lot of it. It's real because the media has put it there, but I'm talking about like the reality of like, people do not like each other. People are helping each other. And, and I, it occurred to me that, the media has monopolized the isolation of COVID-19 to reconstruct what people think interactions with people are. And so in, in our year of isolation, people groups have not been able, ethnic groups, whatever, cultural groups have not been able to be together. Mm-hmm. And the media has gone on and said, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. You have police that are killing people. You have, you know black people that are doing this. You have white people that are being racist, all this, all this stuff. And then I, for the first time in almost a year, I saw it and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is not even what's going on at all. Right. Like not they in com- my town at least. They completely reconstruct, reconstructed like what we think of humanity as, as this evil, vile, racist, divided outlook on humanity and then now that things are opening back up people are like oh that's just a complete lie well yeah it's like that's why they pick the stories that they pick you know the, exactly. the little seven-year-old that was shot in the back of the car that's that's not a story worth bringing up so it's they like, control the narrative for they sure. do the divisiveness and then and then you're faced with reality and even these big cities that like you know the riots are the worst or the tension is the worst and that's because they're so locked down and so their only interaction of white people and black people getting together is when they're Riots. protesting and rioting. Well, well, that and like, you know, I mean, there, there are patterns, personalities, too. You know, you ask any police officer, when is the most active time for crime? Summer at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Why? Because all during the winter, everybody's been locked in their house. They haven't been able to go out. They haven't been able to do anything. Blah, 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 blah. Starts to warm up again. Everybody starts going outside. Everybody starts interacting with people. Beef starts to happen. People start mm-hmm. getting stabbed, which apparently is an okay thing if you're LeBron James. Anyway, the point <laughs> is people do operate in patterns of behavior. And the biggest issue that people have today is they're like, ugh. So you just think that people just do these things and, you know, we don't have control over ourselves. Of course we do. But people as a whole have tendencies and have this and have that. Look at spikes in crime. Look at when it happens. It's around the Mm -hmm. same time. Why do people buy cars around the same time every year? Because there's patterns to everything. Why do people buy clothes at certain times during the year? Why do you get ready to sell um, uh, winter clothes in the summer? Because if you don't sell it in the summer, they're not going to have for winter. There are patterns to life, and there are things that happen, and there are things that matter. Democrats 
are racist. Sorry, not all Democrats when I say that, obviously, but the Democratic Party, the far left, they are the racist. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of racist comments, divisions, statements, rhetoric comes from the left. Okay. Segregation. Segregation. Modern modern segregation. segregation. Like uh, the George Floyd Memorial that they're building. Mm -hmm. It literally says in there, if you're a white person, you know, you can come in there, but you have to come in there with the right amount of respect. Yeah. And if you can't have the right amount of respect, then you can't go in there. Just asking for vandalism. As a white person. Oh, if you don't think that thing's going to get oh, just man. jacked and up. And who's going to get blamed? Yeah. Well, I, it probably will be white. And people, it'll probably be a black person who does it. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. But the point is, every racist comment I've ever gotten from anyone, it's never been from a conservative. Yeah. Ever. Not one time. I will, I will, I will limit it to one hand. Maybe five times a conservative or a Republican has said, you know what, man, you're really racist. Yeah. You know, no, it's always from the left. It's always from the left. I, I saw one tweet from this like woke uh, girl on the left and, and she basically said like she loves animals and she doesn't see white people as like on the same scale as animals when it comes to like who gets love and respect. And she's like, but I do see black people. I do love black people the same as I love animals. It's like, do you realize what you just said? <laughs> like they're unintentionally racist. I don't think they're unintentionally racist. I think they are racist. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. And they're the worst kind of racist because they don't even realize they're racist. Yeah. They think they're not racist by being racist. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. I, I think that, uh, you know, Welcome to the new week, I guess. This is uh, the end of April. Mm -hmm. Biden gives his address on Wednesday to Congress, so we'll see how that goes. Tim Scott's going to give the Republican rebuttal. It's going to be so awesome. Um, And so I'm excited to see that. We might move the episode to Thursday just so we can do a recap of that for you guys. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next time. See ya.